This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, we're going to need you to stop breathing in my direction. <laughs> yeah, we got to keep this short today. I'm not feeling so hot. You, you actually, you sound like Ben Stein. Do you remember Ben Stein? <laughs> he, used to be a, he used to have a quiz show, did he not? No, he was the, well, yeah, he did. But uh, he was also the speechwriter for, uh, I think, Gerald Ford. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that and, Ben Stein. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Gerald Ford's each writer, yeah, Ben yeah. Stein, right? That's how yeah. most people know Ben Stein. But you sound a lot like Ben Stein today. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're going to need you to go home after this. Yeah. But first, done. Yeah, we, we have an amazing interview today. We've got Cynthia Asen. She is the owner broker at Investment Revenue Realty Incorporated. And uh, we've known Cynthia for a while. She is fantastic and talk about an amazing career thus far in real estate. That yeah, she's yeah, no kidding. I mean, talk, uh, reason to get out of bed when you feel the way I do. I mean, Cynthia is a wealth of knowledge and uh, she's got some really exciting projects going on right now too. So it's it's kind of one of those conversations where it's a, it's what they call a twofer. A twofer, yeah. Yeah, she gives you amazing uh, in-depth experiential wisdom and uh, she's also got some great projects outside of Vancouver uh, that she's involved in right now. So it's you, a great conversation. I, you actually just started projectile sweating. It's it's weird. I can actually see your sweat. <laughs> this, is, this, is, is, this is a lot of work for me. This is a lot of work. Okay, well, we, we uh, yeah, we... It's such a fascinating conversation that we have with Cynthia today. You're right. It, it's great that we kind of cover all the basis about how she's 
built up her own portfolio. She's got great advice for investors um, buying and selling real estate. And then also last week, we talked about the LNG project, the exciting news coming to Northeast BC. If you want to go back to last week's episode, there's lots of great information about all the exciting news coming to Northeast BC, but we we do cover a lot of it today as well. Well, yeah, Cynthia talks about that because they have a, a large portfolio up in uh, in and around Fort St. John, and she actually was involved in Fort McMurray since the 90s, so she can speak to Fort St. John uh, in relation to other resource centers and what a great opportunity uh, lies up in Northeast BC. Yeah, for sure. I can actually see your lymph nodes swelling in your neck. It's it's actually happening. This is actually insane. Yeah, I, we, I have we, to go home. We, let's just cut to our interview with Cynthia Asen. Enjoy, guys. Okay, so we're here with Cynthia Asen, owner and broker for Investment Revenue Realty Incorporated. How are you doing, Cynthia? Awesome. How are you doing? Doing well, thanks. Thanks for taking the time. Looking forward to it. Very excited. Have lots to talk about. Excellent, excellent. Can you start maybe by just uh, telling us a little bit about yourself? I'm a business owner, uh, very successful real estate practice. I've invested in real estate for over 20 years. I own multiple properties in several provinces and states, so I really practice what I preach. I have three kids, ages 19, 21, and 28, uh, my eldest owns his own home. He has a rental suite, so he's already entrenched in in how you make money in real estate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love being active, biking, sight, skiing, and I practice yoga four to six times a week. And I guess my philosophy in life is be grateful for what you have. We're very lucky to live in Canada. Yeah, and Cynthia, I, we've spoken to you quite a bit in the past. Uh, obviously, uh, we're huge fans of what you guys do. You started as a residential realtor, is that correct? I did. And and why 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 did you become interested in the investment side or how? Um, you know, I when I first graduated from university, I started in the financial world. Um, I worked for a bond trader with Pitfield Mackay Ross. And you know, it became very evident that there wasn't a lot of opportunity in that industry. So I went to real estate because I loved it. My mother was a realtor. Uh, the team that I worked with was focused on helping the investors that had purchased the tax-driven MERB developments, those multi-unit residential buildings in the 80s. So from the very beginning, um, it was investment focused. And then, you know, as real estate kind of evolved and project marketing became very popular, we developed a platform to market to absentee owners and investors. So over the past 25 years, uh, you know, it's evolved. It's very natural for me to focus on it. It's what I know. I've worked with multiple developers and, you know, helped lots of people put real estate into their financial investment portfolio by building systems and platforms to uh, educate, uh, to inform, and to help them make decisions that they feel comfortable with. So can you maybe talk a little bit about that model? So I, I take it this is the investment revenue realty model? Yes. So I think that a part of it now, the deep dive due diligence today is so much easier uh, than what it used to be with technology. So You know, we track GDP, job growth, industrial investment, commercial development, housing starts, just to name a few in different regions. And, you know, it's if you're on top of the market and you're reading in the newspaper, you start to find areas of interest. And and we try to balance it because not all people want to invest in energy hubs because they're volatile. So they're more risk uh, 
risk involved with investing in them. Education centers are a great one. That's your universities, um, you know, student housing. You have all sorts of different options, and they seem to be more stable. They seem to be in bigger marketplaces with larger populations, so vacancy doesn't fluctuate as much. Um, but really, you know, it, it's it's not difficult. Residential is a laggard in the real estate cycle. You know, first money to move into any market is industrial investment, corporations buying land, developing industry. Then you've got your commercial money that comes in, pension funds, they invest early, and then finally residential. So it's not hard to find the right markets. You just need to know what to track so you can time the investments for the best returns. Now, we're not obviously always buying at the very bottom or selling at the very top, but certainly if you're tracking the right information, you can time it pretty well. Cynthia, can you speak a little bit more about the types of information or the metrics you're using? Uh, Well, we would look at median income. We would look at the types of jobs that are being created. Not all jobs are being created that are high paying. So then you've got to have your rent affordability in terms of the major employers in that region. That would be just some of the things you need to look at when you're going into a market to understand what type of real estate you should develop and what type of investment real estate will actually perform better than other real estate. And then there's also the managing of it. So part of our platform really is uh, engaging the right people, the expert network, so that after you buy, your property performs. So we track what are the tenants of every week we get a leasing report on all of our properties. We know exactly what's rented, when it's going to, the lease is up, you know, when people have given their notice. So we can sort of see it's a color graph so we can easily look and see if there's any trends happening so that we can be proactive in terms of keeping the performance on the properties going in the way that our clients want it, which is positive, right? Right. Right. One of the things I'm struck by your model is that you're actually focused on absentee landlords and, and kind of the the care in which you guys take to facilitate long-term ownership with very few headaches. Exactly. So that, that part of it, and, and I've always said this, people kind of have uh, three tradable assets, time, money, and peace of mind. And frankly, they both have to be in sync for people to actually feel good about their investments because once you get emotional or impatient with your investment you might make the wrong decision so um, what we try to do is remove the emotional side of the decision making out by giving informing people all of the information they need to go and make a decision and then we help them build a plan so that they can stay in it for the long term you know if you if you understand your risk tolerance and you buy so you can stay for the long term then you can weather a lot of storms you know, and that that to me is really important before clients decide to buy something. Um, you know, I, I, I particularly um, want my clients to think about what it's going to look like, feel like, and if they can feel good about it while they're doing it so that they don't, uh, you know, they're not worried, they're not uncomfortable, and they understand what they need to mitigate their risk. Wow. So it, it sounds like you basically you take a lot of the legwork out of of looking for real estate investment opportunities, which is fantastic. Um, do you have any areas that you're particularly excited about right now? I'm really excited about Northeast BC. Uh, the recent announcement by LNG Canada this represents the single largest private sector investment in Canada, in Canadian history. Um, we've been working very closely with Western Canadian Properties Group 
building brand new uh, investment properties that have the complete turnkey solutions. So after our clients buy, I mean, I guess most clients that live in the lower mainland uh, don't really want to fly up to uh, Fort St. John to lease their their unit. So we put in a complete true turnkey program that allows our clients to take advantage of what's happening up there without all the hassle or the stress. Our program goes into a furnished rental, uh, a rental sharing a vacancy so that, you know, if their unit's vacant, they're still collecting rent. So there's a lot of real positives about the program. And that's what I meant by we really care about after you buy. Um, sometimes it's easy to go and buy something, but it's what happens after you buy that will make you money in real estate. And so can you maybe speak to your how you handle the property management? So do you have, is it a set fee or is it a percentage? So yeah, we'll go to uh, the location. We'll vet the best property manager. For example, in Northeast BC, we're working with a company, Sterling Management, and they uh, have over 2,500 units under management in that region. Wow. So they're well-versed of the tenants that are up there. They know the nuances of the market. They also are you know, very visible in that real estate market. So they get a lot of the calls and, and just by osmosis, they come to us because we're offering a quality product. Um, that fee, we will go no- negotiate up front. And generally, it's a flat fee in Fort St. John, for example. They'll manage your rental program for $50 a month. And that's why would they do that? Because they've got 400 units that they're managing for our clients. So they're an independent, uh, licensed um property management companies. So they're bonded and they handle everything about it, you know, screening, vetting, taking the deposits, paying your money to you each month uh, from the net rental side. Um, And then on top of that, we run a rental management program, which is optional. So our clients can opt into this program. And through that program, we will do a furnished rental program. And when I say furnished rental, it's not like you have to go buy $8,000 worth of furniture. Everyone in this rental program, the investors have collectively go out and buy enough furniture to furnish 25% of the units. And that means that you don't care. Uh, You don't own the furniture, but you don't manage it. You don't maintain it. You don't repair it. And this is all handled through this rental program. But it really, really improves the bottom line in terms of the revenues that are generated in that rental program. So collectively, everyone shares the revenues and the expenses. And it makes it very, very simple to improve performance. That's uh, yeah, mitigating risk like that is uh, is is obviously really attractive. I, so, Cynthia, we know you you're you're very involved in Fort Saint John right now. For for our listeners who have kind of uh, everyone's heard about the LNG moving forward, and and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are very excited about it. But everyone keeps on hearing Kitimat. Can you kind of speak to um, Fort St. John's relationship to to LNG and, and why you're bullish on Fort St. John and why you guys are so heavily involved up there? Sure. Um, we do our homework and our homework, uh, Conference Board of Canada, uh, we commissioned, we got a huge report done by Conference Board of Canada analysts way back in 2012. And their research um, talked about natural gas development in Canada and then where the natural gas investments would be. In the Northeast BC, 300, it's estimated between the 2012 and 2035 that over $386 billion will be invested in the natural gas investment infrastructures and development. 
Of that, 76% will be in the upstream locations. And when they say upstream, when you're looking at uh, the LNG Canada development, upstream is where all the gas is. Uh, the Horn River and the Montney Basin have over 35% of North America's gas. So that's why you're seeing Mitsubishi, Co-Gas, uh, all the big Asian companies investing in the Fort St. John area. In 2008, there were record land sales for the uh, oil and gas stakes. So we're seeing this happen. As I mentioned to you, residential is a laggard. So you watch for those big industry coming in and investing in the land, investing in the infrastructure, and that's where you really want to park your money to to be to to go along with that investment. So um, we're very bullish. Um, upstream is Fort St. John. Midstream would be your pipeline. So it's building the Coastal Gas Link pipeline, which is about $7 billion. And then you have the terminal in Kitimat, which would be the downstream. That's where all the gas is brought and shipped by pipe and then liquefied and put on the tankers. So the real long jo- long-term job creation and growth is in the Fort St. John Dawson Creek area, northeast BC. Interesting. And and Cynthia, we know you were involved in Fort McMurray, uh, and I'm kind of interested in, you know, we've talked a lot on the podcast about the the kind of lag in residential real estate, you know, it's not like you, you have to jump on it today. There's there's that time. Um can you speak to your experience in Fort McMurray when you got in? what that experience was like. And, you know, a lot of uh, people are obviously uh, a little nervous when it comes to kind of b- the boom and bust of, of resource sector, but I'd be curious to hear about your experience up in Northern Alberta. Yes. Um, and I, I, again, energy hubs are volatile, but when they start going, uh, they never look back, especially when there's a huge amount of money uh, invested in one area. And certainly that's what's happening in Fort St. John. So the Fort McMurray, I invested in 1997, uh, first three or four years, pretty volatile, bumpy, up and down. Uh, once it hits that, I would call, turning point, which is the amount of investment and in infrastructure grows to a certain amount. And I think in Fort McMurray, it was around $25 billion, um, was when Suncor made their big announcement, uh, and they invested in the oil sands. All of a sudden, it didn't matter. Like, houses went, they tripled in value. Uh, cash flows um, were very, very strong. You know, it carried my Fort McMurray uh, properties carried a lot of my other investments that were either cash flow neutral or, you know, slightly negative. But it allowed me to expand my portfolio in other parts of the country where I could actually afford to not necessarily have that much positive cash flow. It also allowed me to weather some storms with different mortgage financing rates, which is subject to change, as we've seen in the last little while. Um, so I would say that my experience with the Fort McMurray story is, you know, don't keep over leveraging your investments. Let them get paid off. Use the excess capital to pay them down so that you're, you know, you're, you're owning them. I own my stuff in Fort McMurray now. I don't care what's happening in that market now. That being said, I might be able to sell and redeploy my money better. Um, but I think there will be another time for Fort McMurray and oil will not have the stigma it has today. So I'm not in any, I don't need to sell it. So that is also one of the things that I do with my clients, you know, build a plan. Understand your risk tolerance, buy so you can stay for the long term, and then learn how to present your ideas. You know, give the logic, the rationale. So if you need money or you need help, you can secure it. And, and you know, leave your emotions at home. Buy when no one else is. Once you've done your homework, buy low and hold. That's kind of my mantra when it comes to real estate investing. Fantastic advice. Um, so, Cynthia, can you maybe talk about some of the mistakes that you've made along the way? What is maybe your biggest mistake? 
my biggest mistake was selling Vancouver real estate. And I say, I would say that my biggest mistake, if I look back is selling any of the real estate, you know, you sell it and you may have made a profit, which I did, but I paid commission and tax. And, you know, then I had to redeploy the money. So, you know, at this point I'm a net buyer. I, I don't sell um, unless I have to. And I try to set myself up. So that isn't going to be the case. We, we've actually heard that advice on this podcast before, and it, it, uh, it's a trend. People that, that hold a lot of real estate that have been very successful tend not to sell the real estate that they hold. Yeah, it's hard to replace. Uh, you know, and again, I look at all new markets often, and you know, prices have gone up, labor is more expensive, so everything's moved up in value and pricing. So it's difficult to take something that you bought. So you know, my best advice is, you know, build your plan, make sure that you're you're you can hold on and, and stay in the market. So we know you're you're located out of North Van, um, but you guys are kind of all over the map uh, or all over North America, I should say, when it comes to looking for good investments. Kind of curious to hear your thoughts on on Vancouver right now, um, and you know, just general thoughts on the market and and if there's areas in the Lower Mainland that you're really excited about. Uh, Lower Mainland, um, Surrey. Uh, you know, look at Surrey, a thousand people a day moving to Surrey. Uh, the city um, has and the municipality has, you know, put their money where their mouth is. There's lots of public investment in infrastructure, especially in Surrey City Centre. Um, jobs that are being created there are high paying jobs. So in terms of the ability to increase the rent, uh, that it's still affordable to move there and live there. And they're they're building communities that offer full service. Uh, they have retail office, they have restaurants. So there's people are moving there and enjoying living there. People don't need to own cars. They can, you know, it's very well located along all the transit. And I think that's really important in terms of investment. Also price range. Um, you know, the government has done whatever it can with the speculation, the absentee owner, every tax possible to deter uh, the market from moving, which again, I think that will, that will, work its way through as it did the last time. Uh, I think the top end of the market um, is much slower. We all know that. But again, I think this is just the the stall. I think Vancouver in general is a, a wonderful place to live and a wonderful place to work. And I don't think internationally, I think it's still uh, very attractive to those investors. And I think we'll see that happen again. Um, you know, we've had a, an amazing run on real estate prices in Vancouver. So, you know, at some point you're going to see that slow down. And, um, you know, let's I mean, I just was in, attending a, a rain meeting, a real estate investment network meeting last night. And, you know, Don Campbell was speaking and he's a well-known real estate author and, and speaker. You know, 500,000, over 500,000 people immigrated to Canada last year. All of those people coming, um, when they move from different countries, provinces or cities, they generally tend to rent. And this is an opportunity for people that are buying investment real estate. So um, Vancouver is a beautiful city. I foresee it stabilizing. I don't think we're going to see the price increases we've seen. But there's going to be certain bands of price ranges that will be in high demand. And you guys are in the market, so you know that better than I do. 
So, Cynthia, just speaking, I mean, it sounds like you guys do a lot of research on various markets, and and you're right, the last few years have been very explosive in, in the Vancouver market and in the lower mainland. Did you guys have a sense that we'd, that we'd experience so much demand in our marketplace? Um, yeah, I mean, again, it, there's jobs being created here. So, you know, BC is on the top of the pack right now. Now with this LNG announcement, CIBC does good reports. They're, you know, they have... Uh, a number of new reports out and BC was on the top for GDP growth, housing starts, all, all at the very top of Canada, uh, exceeding the, the averages. And I think that the reason is, is there's jobs being created here. We've got high tech coming here. Uh, Vancouver Island has now become kind of a high tech hub. I know because we're in that market as well. Um, so we're bullish on BC in general. Um, Vancouver's um, market, just because of price point now, is difficult to make sense on a cash flow basis. So we're not as heavily focused on the Vancouver market. We like Surrey. We're invested in that market. And we believe that there's opportunity there for investors. We like Vancouver Island, particularly markets that are outside of the Victoria core, uh, like the Langfords. Um, I think they offer opportunity. There's an opportunity because the price points, there's a big gap between Victoria and Langford. Right, right, and yeah, we've we've definitely talked about Langford on the show, um, and and in full agreement there. So we've talked a lot about BC, you know, Northeast uh, BC, uh, Surrey, the island. Are you guys? We know, you know, you guys are looking in the states and elsewhere in Canada. Is outside of BC, is, where are you guys excited about right now? Atlanta, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio. Love the Phoenix market. The U.S. is, you know, in terms of cycle, the U.S. is sort of, you know, midway on their cycle. Uh-huh. But those gateway uh, properties, there's there's a lot of opportunity in the value add in the multifamily. And uh, we, we've partnered up with Western Wealth Capital. They have been amazing, nothing short of amazing in five years. They've grown to the second largest multifamily owner in Phoenix. Uh, they have an amazing program that actually offers good cash on cash about six and a half to seven percent a year Uh, they have a supplemental financing program which allows them to repay their investors equity in a very very short period of time within four years and you know ultimately my clients are invested in that getting cash flow every year have very little equity and still retain their ownership and to date on the properties that they've sold our investors have achieved annualized returns on average of about 32% pre-tax. So it's really having your partners and understanding the programs. Uh, Western Wealth Capital, Janet LePage, I'd love you guys to get her on your podcast. She is truly nothing short of amazing. She's 37 years old. She's the winner of multiple awards, Ernst Young Entrepreneur of the Year. Um, She is um, from a corporate background. And ultimately, has created teams that deliver results uh, through very uh, streamlined reporting and monitoring. And that's, you know, they're not looking for rising real estate prices or rents. They're looking at what they can do when they buy a building to improve the net operating income. And that's what's generated the returns for our clients. Right. So can you just break that down a little bit? Because we have a lot of people, we've talked uh, to some uh, investors who have went to the US and it, a lot of feedback we get is it seems really complicated. Um, can you speak to how 
people get involved in investing with what you're doing in the States and, and kind of break that down a little bit? Um, it's very simple. Uh, they have to be accredited. So there's a financial qualification for that. Uh, so it's for people that have either a million dollars net financial assets, um, which is liquid, you know, either you can liquidate stocks, bonds, cash, um, or they make $300,000 household income per year. That's the qualification to be an accredited investor. Um, it's a limited partnership structure, and the general partner is Western Wealth Capital. Western Wealth Capital signs on the dotted line for the mortgages, finds the buildings, you know, runs the team, runs the program. Our clients are passive investors. They invest in the, as a limited partner. Uh, we've put together an expert network of people so that there's a cross-border specialist to help you uh, with the tax side of it because you do have to file a tax return each year for individuals that costs about $350 a year. Um, again, program works because our investors are, I would say for lack of a better word, engaging a professional team dedicated to a very specific program of multifamily value add. They don't do anything that's magical. They go in, they do um, gold star renovations, which is simply replace flooring, paint it nice, take it from orange and brown to gray and black, new appliances, new countertops, and they can increase the rent in each of the units by $75 to $120 a month. Um, install washers and dryers. Most of the buildings are built in 1980 to 1990, so they're older, and they're a little tired. They look for that. They look for mismanagement. They look for owners that are not, they're absentee, and they're not knowing what the market is. And because they have you know, over 8,000 units in each of these markets, they're very well aware of what the rents are. So they they do a lease audit and find out there's a lot of rent that's not being charged. So just by going in and actually normalizing the rents, they can increase the value of the building sometimes by six and seven million dollars just by doing that. That's not spending any money. So it's it's really um, I've partnered with Western Wealth Capital just because I know that their programs and their way of assessing and their metrics work really well. And I've watched this company grow for the past five years, and it's been nothing short of amazing. Fantastic. And do you guys have, so a lot of people listening are probably thinking, how, how can I get involved? Do you have a, a limited buy-in? Um, well, they launch a building like once every six weeks. So all they have to do is contact you. We can put you in touch with, um, you know, how to get this set up for them. And very, very simple process uh, to get them involved in this. And if they, they don't, they miss this one, you have to know that every building is uh, analyzed in the same fashion. So regardless of what they buy, it doesn't, my clients literally take a little bit of money and invest it in several, just so they're diversified a bit within their portfolio with Western Wealth. But they don't, you know, they're all performing very closely. Like they, they don't have any big anomalies. Fantastic. Uh, well, maybe we'll we'll leave it there, but we have this segment called the Five Wire, five quick questions about Vancouver, Cynthia. Can you stick around for that? Sure. Okay. So question number one, what is your favorite neighborhood in Vancouver? Kitsilano. That's, quick. That's a fan favorite. Right, and you're in North Van though, right? I know, but I love Kitsilano. <laughs> no, I was just checking. <laughs> uh, uh, favorite bar or restaurant, Cynthia? Coast. Coast. All right. Uh, downtown Penthouse or Westside Mansion? Downtown Penthouse. 
where's the first place you bring someone from out of town? Oh, that's a good one. So it really depends on who's uh, Stanley Park. I, I usually take people to Stanley Park. Great, great. And last question. Um, what is something that you've purchased in the last year or so for under $500 that has absolutely changed your life? It could my be a gadget, headphones. a record. Yeah, no, it's my <laughs> iPhone headphones. With, uh, without the cord, right? These are the without new- the cord. Yeah, because I was always pulling my cords and dropping my phone and I wave my hands a lot. Yeah. I was just going to say somebody just just uh, lambasted me for having the old corded uh, headphones and was saying you gotta you know you have to buy these. So that's, uh, that's I, a good I don't know how you don't lose them though. Like that's the thing. Now you have two things without a cord to keep together. I feel like I'd lose those in a minute. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't lost them, but you know I think it's because I really like them, and when I take you know I, I don't want to lose them because they're very useful and I. Like I say, I used to drop my phone regularly with the cords, so it was very frustrating breaking the sixth screen of the month. <laughs> and are, are you on them right now? Uh, yes. And, and the sound quality is amazing. Sound quality is fantastic. Yeah, that's what I've been told, too. They're actually really good even when you're outside, and I find that amazing. Perfect. So, so Cynthia, how can people find out more about Investment Revenue Realty and more about you? Um, well, we have a website, www.irrealty.ca, um, and my they can contact me either Cynthia at irrealty.ca or by phone 604-764-5647. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much. That was a fascinating conversation, Cynthia, and, and uh, I'm sure we'll be speaking to you again on the podcast soon. Thank you. Have a great day, guys. You okay, too. Take care. So there you have it, folks. Cynthia Eason, owner and managing broker of Investment Revenue Realty. Yeah! <laughs> what? Why are Why are you doing that? This is a. Uh, I, I know. I know your your voice is nasally, but good why lord, are there so many? This is uh, songs about rainbows. This is this is some of your best work. Uh, <laughs> So happy we had Cynthia on the program today. She is phenomenal. And uh, you know what? We've been trying to have her on for a while. And it's just so great that we got to connect. And you know what? They call that standing on the shoulders of giants when you talk to someone like Cynthia because she's got this proven track record as an investor. And people often overcomplicate investing in real estate. But really, like, pull back, look at the metrics. It's not rocket science. There's a huge lag often in real estate markets. And Cynthia just did a great job of kind of illustrating how how you should be looking at these things, right? Yeah, I mean, often, it, I always think of the stock market where they say, once you hear about it, it's too late. That's not the case in real estate. And we've right. said that a million times before. And, you know, part of this discussion reminded me and what you're saying right now, reminded me of Brad Lamb as well. You look at people like Cynthia, people like Brad, people that own a ton of doors, uh, and and they say the same thing, right? It's not rocket science. Right. You can stop doing the Kermit now. Um <laughs> But uh, <laughs> what else have we got today, Matt? We've got uh, we've got VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. That's right. We have research tools over there, such as private client services. Matt, if you are not using private client services, you are standing still while the rest of us power walk by. You get days on market. You get sold prices. You get realtor-level information. It's free. It's a one-stop shop. Head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com and sign up for your free account today. 
If you're not using PCS to search Vancouver real estate, you're doing it wrong. We've also got the mobile search. Picture this, Matt. You see a building you like or a house that you like. It can be anywhere. It could be in Northeast Falls Creek. It could be in Northeast BC. It could be all... Did you like what I did there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually screwed up yeah. at the beginning. But <laughs> regardless, you point your phone. You have the app open. You can actually see what real estate is listed for. You can see the property details all in real time on your mobile. And last but not least, we have the Livewire, our weekly email update. For sure. And this has been terrific for a long time. It has. I mean, we offer, you know, uh, market stats, tips, tricks. We got the deal of the month. And increasingly, we're focusing on things outside of Vancouver. So if you're interested in investments at Cashflow, we've had a lot of people ask for that. Uh, this is the place you're going to get them. You want to be on this list. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things, right? I mean, at the beginning of this podcast, what we've always tried to do is we want to educate you about real estate. We want to educate you about real estate in the lower mainland and beyond. And we are putting some great stuff on the live wire. So if you are interested in real estate just in general, there's no reason that you shouldn't be on this email list. VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Anything else for the day? We're up to almost 180 reviews. I'd love to hit 180 reviews. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please head over to wherever you listen to your your podcast feeds from. It could be iTunes. It could be beyond. But uh, give us a review. We appreciate every review. And feel free to get in touch. Matt, how can they do that? They can call me at any time, 778-847-2854 or matt at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or adam at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. And we got Beaker Scalina at info at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. Beep, beep. Hi ho Enjoy your week, guys. Take care. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. We want to take a minute to tell you about Holy House, a nonprofit organization that provides community building programs and tenant support services to low-income seniors, veterans, families, and vulnerable residents in the downtown east side and across the lower mainland. Melissa from our team has been volunteering at Holy House. Melissa, what's been your experience? Honestly, it's been so fulfilling just to spend a few hours a week in the community and watch how the staff really transforms these vulnerable communities from the inside out, starting with just small things, right? Playing games, drinking coffee, having some simple conversations that you wouldn't necessarily think are super fulfilling. And you come out just feeling like you've really made an impact and connected with the community. And you've been to multiple buildings, but you're playing games, drinking coffee. Yeah, you know, serving food sometimes. And you made some friends along the and way. I've made some friends along the way. It's really helped me be more present, actually, in those moments of just, you know, realizing how simple life can be to make an impact, right? Fantastic. And if you want to learn more, you can definitely check out Jenny Conkin, co-founder of Holy House, who is a past guest fan favorite on the show, or head over to holyhouse.ca where you can donate 
or volunteer and they're looking for both donations and they definitely like volunteers, that's holyhouse.ca. Vancouver needs your help. Be part of the solution. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020. 